I've been uh I've been down a health well. Uh, I did all kinds of research on different like supplements to take. Um, so so we went to a CVS pharmacy, and I just kind of stared at this <laughs> massive aisle of supplements. Yeah. I walked in there, was like, oh, I know exactly what I'm coming in here for. But right. my gosh, that is an intimidating aisle of stuff yeah, that your so, body needs. Yes, yes. I, I feel like I do the same thing when I decide I'm going to start a diet. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, I am I need this many calories. I have it like in my head, like what I want to eat for like two weeks every day. Are you using like a MyFitnessPal or some sort of tracking app to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah. then, but then, like you have it all in your head. Like you make a list, and then you go to the store, and you just come home with like six bags of Doritos, and you're like, Oh, oh yeah, fuck. exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was in there just kind of looking around because I was like, okay, I know that like my hemoglobin's a little low, so I need to start iron. Put yeah, so I need to start that stuff, and uh, you know, there's certain foods that contain a lot of iron, so I need Fish. to start eating more eggs, mm-hmm. and I need uh, to eat spinach. And if I want mushrooms, uh, I have to, I can't fry them, I oh, cannot okay. bake them, I can cook them in the microwave, or I can grill Ew. them, because Weird. any other way, they start to lose their nutrients. Ah, okay. So I'm like. Yeah, and the the whole iron thing, it's just like I again, I I went in with a game plan and then it just completely fell apart. And so <laughs> I walked out of there with uh just like a one a day vitamin. I was like, I'll start here. Yeah, yeah, there <laughs> we'll, we go. We'll yeah. see where we're at in a month yeah. or something. The white but. claw of vitamins. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Rich. Hey, Michael. And welcome, everyone, to Bit Punch Radio episode 022. Uh, how you been, Rich? Pretty good. Pretty good. We've been busy. I, yeah, I thought we uh, might start this episode a little differently. So uh, if you've missed it on our uh, Twitter or our newsletter or kind of any other thing that we've done, social media related, we've actually started contributing to our our decade old youtube channel <laughs> yeah uh so so yeah as you've said in the past bitpunch is a uh name that we used before we had a website we recorded youtube videos we did a podcast uh, and it kind of died off and then we sort of resurrected it last year and we decided here a few weeks ago we were going to start doing youtube videos again and you you had went back to that to that channel because it was a tied to our Gmail account and you're like, dude, we have like ten videos up here that we had totally <laughs> yeah. forgotten about. Uh and what was awesome about like going back and seeing some of that old stuff is we had uh we had a little video series called Bit Plays and it was just like a like a really quick snapshot of a game. But when we were uploading to YouTube we were under the constraint of 10 minutes only because yep. that's what YouTube used to be. Yep, that's crazy. So it was like we have a Minecraft playthrough, and I think it was 10 minutes long because yeah. we just crammed as much as we could. And it was just like, oh, my gosh, you can do this and this and this, and this is amazing, blah, 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 blah. Boom, yep. 10 minutes was, was gone. Yep. So And back then, like, streaming wasn't a thing. No. Um So I actually record. I remember recording that gameplay video <laughs> locally – yeah. And then sent you the video. Yeah. We both pressed play and then yeah. recorded our audio separately and then had to like mix it all together. 
So we were essentially just watching you, yes. a recording of you play a game. Yes. And then you had to remember exactly what you did because yesterday, Rich Matney didn't probably remember. Nope. You know, oh, I went down this hallway or something. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, that famous one, The Ball. There's this oh, video game yes. called The Ball where you're this, yes. you're this ball. And it um, it looks like an Unreal Tech demo because it, it just screamed like Unreal Assets all over it. Yep. And uh, that video was like, I don't know, seven and a half minutes. And I just remember like when we were done with it, I was like, this is such a mess because <laughs> I'd be like, okay. And then I went down this hallway. Nope, I didn't. Yep. And like already right there, the video <laughs> seems like it's ruined. But yeah, we're pros now. That was way back in our uh, amateur days, man. No kidding. So, you know, if, if getting into streaming and stuff now is actually pretty simple. Um you know, if if uh, today I wanted to start streaming to Twitch, it, it could be as long as you've got your computer set up, it could be as simple as like hitting a button, like just start recording. Yep. Or if I want to throw my face on there or something, I can um, just turn on a webcam and kind of stick it in the corner. Like Twitch has all those tools built in, ready for you to go. Yep. But once you want to add that second audio source, that's where... That's where everything starts getting a lot more complicated. Yes, very so, much so. So I thought it would be interesting uh, to just kind of go through our setup real quick. And Rich, I think yours is a lot more interesting than mine. So I just want to <laughs> kind of cover how I do mine first because I think it is a little more straightforward. There's still a few like little loops I go through. Um, so uh, to get started, I have two computers that I use. I have a gaming computer, but the problem with this gaming computer is it's old. It's like five years old. And so I use a piece of software called OBS to capture a windowed uh, view of the game I'm playing. So we capture in 1080p at 60 frames a second. Yep. My monitor is a 1440p monitor. So unfortunately, every time we record, I have to set it in windowed mode and I can only <laughs> see like 1080p version of it. So right. it's like, it's, it's, you know, a good, it's a good size, but it's, I'm not able to take up all the real estate or I'm, there's no sense of me trying to output at something higher than what we can capture at, because then that might start looking a little funky. So on my gaming computer, I'm capturing video with OBS and a windowed frame setting that up honestly is minutes um yeah, yeah. there's some Super really easy. good yeah i mean you you google how to set up obs and it's it's a really user-friendly open source tool it's completely free um love that we kind of stumbled into that um on my laptop is where we are capturing locally uh just like we do the podcast we do the whole sync clap thing with the audio um with the audio, audio and we and yeah. we're using Audacity to capture that. Now, my setup's a little different because I only want my gaming computer to hold the brunt of recording gameplay because, again, it is old. I am capturing the audio. I'm listening to the audio through Discord. So BitPunch has its own Discord server. We both, me and you both, dial into that along with BitPunch, and I, I don't know if I told you this, but I'm actually listening to the audio through the stream. Right. So there, there is a super slight delay. It's really not nos noticeable at all. But I was trying to um, use my computer speakers, but this Yeti mic was kind of picking up that. So to get rid of the echo... I have to turn my my, uh, my my computer speakers all the way down and listen to it through our stream. Yep. Uh, but again, it's it's really like if there's a delay, I can really barely notice it. Um, and so yeah, yeah and we're then, capturing then, yeah. the audio with Audacity. Right. And then we're sending all of that either through Discord um, or through uh, like a Dropbox or something. And I'm using, um, you know what? I should look this up. DaVinci Resolve is the free tool. Uh, actually, my wife found that for me. 
um, cause she's like super on board with it, with all this nerdy stuff I want to do, which yeah. she's a total sweetheart about that. But <laughs> DaVinci Resolve is like a free tool because Windows doesn't have a good one. And right. DaVinci Resolve allows you to work with 1080p 60. Yep. So, and on top of all, all that, together there. <laughs> on top of all that, you're streaming me your screen through Discord so I can see and hear the game. Right. Yes. Right. So we're like, we're like in a Zoom call on on you know Discord has like Zoom like features where you can share your screen and and talk over it. So you're streaming that to me so I can see it. I'm then recording my audio locally. We do the whole clapping thing to sync it up and then it all comes together into a nice little package. And so far, I've not ran into any issues. I mean, we've done 22 episodes of the podcast. We we did have one ep- episode with issues, but it was actual like computer issues. It had nothing to do with the fact that our sync wasn't lined up or something. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been working out of, thank, thank goodness. Uh, and it's been really fun. Um, so, uh, before like, so I want you to go ahead, but you know, I wanted to also kind of talk about some of the stuff that we can expect, but I want to hear yours because yours was a little bit more funky than mine. Yeah. Yeah. So my, my setup is I have a MacBook pro, uh, laptop. So when we talked about doing this streaming thing or, uh, you know, doing this video stuff. Um, capturing from a console kind of complicates things because you have to have a capture card to take the video from the console to, like, my MacBook. And yeah. you can do it, but it's just, it's just like, one more step. Like, it's way easier, like, in your situation where you have a gaming computer where you're doing all of it on, most of it at least, on, you know, one device. Um, so... I've been using Shadow, uh, the Shadow streaming tech. I think it's shadow.tech is their website. Um, So essentially, and we've talked about this on the show, essentially what it is is I pay a monthly fee for what essentially ends up being VPN access to a a gaming Windows machine. So I, on my MacBook Pro, I hit a button that says like start Shadow and in a window on my MacBook opens up like a Windows computer, a, you know, running Windows OS. I I think they use NVIDIA graphics. So I'm using that to play the games because Macs, MacBook Pros can't play, you know, these games very well. Um, So I, I play the games on Shadow and then I installed OBS Studio, the same program you're using to capture the video Mm -hmm. on my Shadow computer my virtual shadow computer <laughs> and I, I i record it there because i want to offload that off my mac same thing that you're trying to do i want right. to get that processing off my mac onto shadow and all that's just streaming you know through my internet connection um so i, I do that virtually and we're watching <laughs> yeah <laughs> through yeah. discord yes yeah yeah and then i'm streaming it to you on discord from my mac so you can see it and hear it um and then we're both recording our uh audio locally so it it's the same thing but i have like a virtual vpn pc that i'm like offloading and playing the games on and you know what it works really good I know. shadow that's we've been that's playing the through, wild thing yeah we've been playing through resident evil um, and I think I played Subnautica, but yeah, it, it Resident Evil runs so good on that thing. It's I I'm I'm playing it with an Xbox controller, and like I I can't detect any of the lag. That's not like a Twitch game like Call of Duty, but I can't tell it 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 works way better than it has any right to work. Ethan has no idea how to be twitchy. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. He is slow as molasses. <laughs> he is very slow. Yeah. So very slow. so right now their website shadow.tech it shows that their GPU is the equivalent of a 1080, a yeah. GTX 1080. Now at some point that's going to change. Yeah. Because they're going through this whole process where it used to be so much money and they had like multiple different plans you could buy into um, but now it's like they've got the one plan and I think it's just supposed to be whatever the best available option that they 
can stream yeah. out. Yeah, and I've um, I'm I'm running Resident Evil, which is a two or three year old game now, right? Um, maybe a little more than that actually. I think I'm running it at medium. I could probably run it higher, but I'm trying to, you know, keep conserve. everything low since we're recording it. Yeah. Um, and it looks really good. But Subnautica, I ran that at high or ultra or whatever it is, like the highest max setting, and it runs it buttery smooth. Like it's running it at like ninety frames a second. Man, that water that water in that game looked so good. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot going on in that game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's it is working out. Um, I don't know, Rich. You just you just have this thing with you where you're like, "Hey, I've got this idea," and I just <laughs> I'm like, "Yes, let's yeah, do it." Yeah, yeah. Well, I so, I was a little intimidated because we've been down this road before where we tried to do video, and it was just hard. It was just complicated. It was time consuming, um, and I I've never had a gaming computer so. Like the way we were capturing it before was all janky and weird. Right. And, and now it's just kind of easy. I think at one point, heck, we were looking into like Viddler and like all this other stuff to try yeah. to host it because we were trying to get a, around that whole, you know, 10 minute uh, roadblock that we were running into. But and it, yeah, I mean, back then, internet was slow. Files were still pretty big. Like now we're throwing these 10 gig video files back and forth like they're nothing. Right. Um and that's and that's a big reason why I'm able to do shadow. I have, you know, fiber internet. So it's yeah, I'm lucky to have that. Yeah, uh I'm glad it's working out. And and like you said, we've been doing um uh, we're calling that a bit punch playthrough where we're playing through Resident Evil 7 and I think we're going to we're going to try to get some games together. We want to do like some shorter games cuz we don't know if you know, our, our time's kind of limited. So to try to take on something like that's 25 or 30 hours and yeah, it, that might take us several months to get through just because the stars have to align to get us both online at the same time. So it, it would just be harder to, to, to get through uh, some of those longer games, but like resident evil just really lends itself to be played. It kind of like how we're doing it too. Cause it's almost like it's a puzzle game in a yeah. sense so we're kind of trying to solve those puzzles together and I don't know it's been really fun. Yeah. I'm and see the fun thing about that is I would have never played that game um like right. outside of doing it like this. It's not yeah. a game I would have picked up. I've never played one outside of that uh what was it Resident Evil 5? But mm-hmm. that's not the same thing as this at all. No. Um and I'm enjoying that. I cannot wait to play more of it. I'm I'm actually like <laughs> bummed i can't just sit down and play it every night like i have to wait until we record <laughs> right yeah yeah I'm, and i mean who knows if if we you know just to, depending on how things go we might roll straight into eight or might give it a little breathing room or something but i, I mean so i started playing through resident evil 7 but now i've stopped because it's like i'm i kind of want to experience it with you um yeah. you know you've you've got some hours before you catch up to me but I don't even think I was a third through that game. So mm. I think I may have told you it's like eight hours. It might be closer to like 15 hours uh, because we are kind of being a little more slow about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a heck of a game. Yeah, it is. Um, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. All right. So you want to start first? Yeah. Um, okay. So we just talked about Resident Evil. Um, obviously we're playing through that. Uh, I'm not going to go too deep into that. If you want to follow along, uh, head to the YouTube channel, check it out, subscribe. Uh, we'll post uh, playthrough episodes of that every week. We have a new episode going up this basically the same day this podcast will be posted, yep. um, and we'll we'll keep doling them out. Uh, the other game I've been playing is The Wild at Heart. Uh, it's a game on Xbox Game Pass. Did you did you ever play Overlord? Do you remember Overlord for the Xbox? So I know of it. I had a buddy that played the heck out of those games and he was always trying to convince me to play them and I just I, I don't know. I just never would, but I understand the concept of like kind of controlling like these little minions. Yeah, so um, so Wild at Heart is 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 one of those types of games uh in in at least some way. It's kind of the main mechanic. So 
the way that game is structured is you play like a, a young boy named Wake, and you kind of start in his house, and you he, he's he's essentially trying to run away from home uh, because his dad. It's inferred through uh, part of the story and and some of the like. Uh, interactive storytelling in the early parts of that game that that his dad is like an alcoholic. Mm. Um, And so he's trying to run away. And so you run away and you kind of get lost. You're going to meet a friend and you kind of get lost in this woods. And then you meet like all these weird creatures. And it, it almost feels like you're... you're, you're like playing like in what is his imagination probably mm-hmm. um so it's it's kind of a cool little uh story element but you you do you essentially have these little minion type uh things i can't for the life of me remember what they're called um but you eff- effectively like you know throw them towards tasks and you can find more of them laying around like and it looks like i can right now i need like 20 of them to like move this rock to go to the next area so it's more than just like four or five of them and you can like swap them out and it looks like there's like different types that like can do different things. And that it, it's kind of one of those, one of those types of games, it's like an exploratory game and kind of a little Metroidvania where it's kind of locking you out from going certain mm, areas. Okay. But the story and the art style is very cool. It looks a little bit, um, what is that game from Double Fine that's about Halloween? Trick or treating. Halloween. Oh, costume, costume, costume quest. quest. It looks a little bit like costume quest to me. Oh, nice. Um, it's got a good little art style, good dialogue, good, kind of a good little story going there. I've only played about an hour and a half, two hours of it. Uh, I think we're going to record a video on that eventually once I get a little farther and can show off more of it. But I'm I'm enjoying that quite a bit. Cool. Uh, hmm. Let's see. The other game that I played was Subnautica Below Zero. Um, we, that was actually the first video that went up on the channel. It, it's, it's a lot more of the original Subnautica. So if you, if you played the original Subnautica, Below Zero is more of that for sure. Uh, it starts very similarly. Uh, there's still some on land stuff to go with the water stuff. Um, it's very pretty, very this one seems much more refined. Uh, that first game was in early access for a long time, and I think Below Zero is technically still in early access. Um, oh, but okay. it's 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 really good though. I mean, it's it's a fully featured game. Like, there's a lot of game there. Like, I've I played a couple of hours. I've barely scratched the surface. But if you're at all interested in Subnautica, you should definitely pick up Below Zero. It's it's really good and runs really well. It's pretty. Hmm. Yeah, we do have a video of that up on our YouTube page. So it's cool we can say that now. <laughs> to check it that's, out. Yeah, that's that's most of what I've been doing. I haven't had any time to read anything. I'm dying <sighs> to um I'm dying to start Hail Rich. Mary by Andy Weir, which you're reading and I'm jealous. Yeah. Uh okay, so you're you're done? I'm done, yeah. Okay, well I'm gonna start with that. Okay. Um, I'm not going to get into it, uh, okay. too much. Um, so I did finish Artemis, which was Andy Weir's, um, I guess that would be his second book. So the Martian, right. Uh, he, that was his first book that he published. I believe I could be wrong with that, but, um, regardless if it wasn't his first, it was probably his first big hit. Yeah. So then there was that. And then Artemis, Artemis came second that, that, uh, that book is set on the moon. Uh, there's a small section of the moon that has been colonized and it's kind of, um, I don't know. It's, it's definitely really science heavy, just like the Martian was, um, really cool story. Um, so I, I really enjoyed it. So before we move on from Artemis, we have to talk about the ending of that book. Um, so from what I remember, it's been three or four years since spoilers. I read that book. <laughs> yeah, spoilers. Um, part of part of that story is this company has developed this new technology, um, and most of the book you don't know what it is. 
Right. And they're like, oh, man, this is going to change everything. And it's this big, huge thing. And throughout the book, they're kind of teasing it. And at the very end, they're like, oh, it's a super duper, like, awesome fiber optic cable. (laughs) It would essentially be like way more of a jump than a 56K modem to fiber. Yes. It's like like way beyond that. Like it would revolutionize how cable is ran and... You know, they, they do kind of get into the nitty gritty of like how cable is like, a, it may be trillion, it may be up in the trillion dollar companies. Um, and so it would just kind of radicalize everything that right. has it to would, do with that. It would change the whole world economy. And so what's funny about that for me personally is I'm an engineer that engineers right. fiber optic cable. So I got to the end of that book and I'm like, what? Really? <laughs> this... <laughs> Are you kidding me? And yeah, it does, My job. It, 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 it does get into the nitty gritty. And I found that so cool. And I was like, this is how this. So did he do his research? Like was. Yeah, was, man. Yeah, man. That's he cool. Did. He did, man. But it was like, it was just so weird. It was a very weird thing. So but there towards the end, it kind of ties into like your real world stuff that you deal yes, with. Yes. Cause, Cause yeah. Cause it, the whole, they, they, yeah, the whole yes. rest of the book, he's talking about all this stuff that I have barely any understanding of. And then he's like, fiber optic cables, let's go. <laughs> this is the whole point of this whole book. And I'm like, Whoa. Yep. Yeah. Okay. You can, you can go on. I just had to. Uh, yeah. Artemis yeah. is great. Uh, I really liked that book too. So, I mean, Hey, if you're a fan of the Martian, you should check that out. And then um, just, I think it's been out for like two weeks now. Uh, he just published his newest book called Hail Mary. Um, actually, so actually today, uh, my wife started listening to it. Uh, and she's she seems like she's really enjoying it too. Yeah. The concept of this book, so I'm probably, I'll say I'm 35% into it. Because like the Kindle will kind of show you like yeah. percentage wise. It it might be the scariest concept of a book I've ever read. <laughs> That's not what it I was is, expecting. It is wild. And it's just that, it, I mean, he's really good with like clever dialogue. And so I'm reading the book. My wife is listening to it. And so it's, she was kind of going through some of the s- stuff that I've already read. And like hearing the the narrator, which I've, I've heard him before in other books. I think um, We Are Legion, We Are Bob. I think he did that book too, and he did a really good job. I didn't care for that book, but I thought he did a good job narrating it. I'm pretty sure it's the same guy, but uh, it's just like I'm busting up lap like multiple times. Yeah. I, mean, the, I think his, <laughs> I think his dialogue is really good, but the story that they're telling here is it is so interesting, and it goes beyond anything he's done with the Martian and Artemis. Like it's, it's getting out there. I think he's, if he's kind of ha- if you, if you think he has a, a comfort zone he's blown that out now i mean he's going way beyond and just the the scope of this book is yeah cuz you don't know anything about it right no no i know okay so you, i want you to go into it blind but just know that like once you start reading it um i'm i'm I, so i'm i'm going to be out of town i'm i'm hopefully i want to finish it um while i'm out of town if you get to a point to where you can finish it and you want to do a spoiler cast i'm 100 percent on board with it cool so um yeah whenever you get there if we want to talk about it on a podcast or something i think that'd be fun but it is it is uh it's great so far um i finished the old guard that was kind of a lot like the movie which is cool i think it was kind of taking things its own way a little bit but for the most part that's a really good comic um, I have Sweet Tooth. I have not started it. Uh, this show is going to drop on the same day that that entire series will be uploaded to Netflix. So that is Robert Downey Jr. and his wife. Um, I'm slipping her name. I've read it probably a dozen times today. But um, they're they're adapting that comic, Sweet Tooth, into uh, a Netflix show. And it's oh, okay. like his own production company. It, like him and his wife have a production company together. And they're releasing uh, this, and it's based off of uh, its image or Vertigo. I can't remember. I don't have the notes in front of me. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, that's supposed to be pretty good. I, I have a friend that read it, and he said it was, like, super emotional. And 
I don't know. It just seems like it'd be a really good series yeah. and uh, adapt. So, um, Rich, I am a couple episodes into Shadow and Bone. I know you threatened me in yep. this last episode to be done. I'm not done with it, um, but we are like it. That first episode is a little slow. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's and setting up a and, lot. Yeah. And um, so I was just like, uh, after the second episode, I was like, okay, you know, Ashley, are you, uh, how, how are you feeling on this? She goes, I'm interested enough to keep watching. I'm like, all right. Because I know you said it gets better the more you watch it. So, yeah. um, you know, we will continue through that. And then um, we started uh, this uh, HBO Max comedy called Hacks. So Hacks is about this um, this comedian that is like well past her prime. And she she essentially has like a Vegas show. So it's set in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And she has, uh, we'll say like she has a show for like five nights. And she has a Friday and a Saturday slot. She's, again, she's kind of getting past her prime this guy that kind of manages all this, he's wanting those slots, the, that prime <laughs> time Friday and Saturday for some like young blood, you know, that, that could be funny. Yeah. So they kind of come through this compromise and they're like, well, we will, you can keep it. Like there's a lot of blackmail and a bunch of like silly stuff happening, but you will have to hire a writer to help write you some new jokes. <laughs> so inserts this millennial young 20 something year old that um i don't like the character but it's just essentially like here is like i'd never want to talk politics on the show but it's like here is a, a, a millennial like what you think of as a millennial agenda here it is and we're going to shove it in your face because it's only 28 minutes 30 minute show right um, the character is very unlikable, but she's written like that and she even knows that. So, but I wanted to bring this up because like HBO max is the streaming service and they, they are developing a lot of new shows, uh, based on the streaming service. And I think they're like n- knocking it out of the park. I yeah. mean, I, I talked about made for love, like. Uh, probably two or three episodes ago and I really liked that one and I think we're six episodes in the hacks I think it's still ongoing but I mean we're really liking it too it's fu- it's funny it's clever um there's just a lot of stuff going on with it um and it's just been fun it's cool and it's you know again it's like a 30 minute show we're able to just kind of turn it on and um, <laughs> it laugh because yeah. not a, there's not a lot of good comedies that are happening anymore, and it's just one of those super weird comedies. Um, yeah, so that that's been pretty good, and I think it's gotten a lot of buzz on Twitter. I've seen, so that's where I heard about it. Is some people were talking about it on Twitter, but um, so that's it with TV. Basically, just been watching Shadow and Bone and Hacks. Uh, I'm not keeping up with any anime. Uh, <laughs> things have just been kind of uh, a little busy around here. So on to gaming. Um, I have played a bit more Rogue Legacy. I am probably, uh, I'll say, I'll say I'm two-thirds of the way through the first Mass Effect. Okay. I think if that game came out today, it would still hold up. Really? Yes. I'm having a great time with it. Huh. And I remember the first time I played it, I think I made it to the Eden Prime where you get hit with the whatever, and I kind of stopped playing. I was like, I I just don't know if it's for me. And then I picked it up, you know, uh, some other time, and I I played through it, and I I enjoyed it. I didn't love it. I didn't really love it until I played through 2. I think 2 just takes everything and ratchets it up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, two hundred percent, and um, the the writing is is you know better into at least to me. A lot of people like the story of the first Mass Effect better, but I think once you get like Morden and those different characters in there, like I I just yeah yeah I think Mass Effect two just uh, overall plays better. But they've done a lot of work with this mer- first Mass Effect, and I I don't want to write it off. I'm I'm really enjoying my time with it, and like I said, I think it would still hold up today. 
if it was first released today. Yeah. I think it would still feel unique. Um, even though the options are pretty, you know, tertiary, you know, it's either Paragon or Renegade, or you can just kind of like toy the line in the middle there. Do you think, it's, it, do you think if Mass Effect 1 came out today, would it be better than Outer Worlds? Because hmm. both, both those games come from like the same pedigree. Sure. I feel like they're very... Well, one's a first-person game, one's third-person. I know, but like even that aside, yeah. Man, you know, I don't, I, I've, I don't even think I would make that connection because to me, Outer Worlds is just Fallout in space. Like, I know that that's, uh, hey, I love Fallout games, so yeah. I don't, I'm not trying to disservice that when I say that, but I would not have. Maybe it is the first and per- third person perspective of things that makes me set it apart, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I think I really enjoyed Outer Worlds. Um, they are pretty similar, though. <laughs> I think I do like the story more of the first Mass Effect. Yeah. Um, I I don't hate the Mako stuff. I like kind of traversing through the the world and exploring and i think the side stories have been fun um achievements are really easy to get <laughs> um i've just been kind of looking through them like oh, is there something easy i could pick up and it's really like there's one that's just like completes most of the game <laughs> it's not even like 100 percent. it's just like <laughs> eh, just do your best and we'll give you 75 or something but uh that's been really fun and I think uh, I said on the podcast, I'm going to play the first Mass Effect and then jump into Kiwami. I think that still holds. But there's some stuff coming out that I'm looking forward to playing. So we'll we'll see what I make time for. Uh, I'm still playing Minecraft Dungeons. I don't know if they just had a, an update, but it's been running really good. Cool. So I think... I think um, this next go around where we started playing it, that first time we played it, it was really rough, but um, we're starting to, like our power level is like, I don't know, in the 20s or something now. And we've probably completed like half of the uh, the levels. And yeah, it's been, it's been running better. So yeah. they are updating that game. I see DLC all over the place. Um, so uh, that's been fun. And then we play. We took a look at uh, Spellforce Three Soul Harvest. I was completely thrown, <laughs> thrown aback at what that game ended up being. I thought it was going to be more of a divinity style, where you just kind of control like a small cast of you know three or four people. And no, you this is an RTS with RPG mechanics in it. <laughs> um, you're building like massive armies and. Um, yeah, uh, there are sections where it's, it's a little more limited, but, uh, you do go back to that. I need to build up a base. I need to build up an army and then I need to go kick some ass. Yeah. Um, that, that is a really strange mashup. It is. Yeah. I feel like it has to have been done before and I just don't know. I don't well, know. Well, it is still force three and yeah. it is with an acronym. So true, they have done true. other spell forces. Um, if you look at reviews on Steam, it seems mostly positive. I think people that are playing those games, they know what they're getting into. Uh, I did not. That was just a, hey, this is on Game Pass. Let's take a look at it. And uh, I think it's pretty fun. Uh, I will probably continue to play that. I at least want to see where it goes. And I want to mm-hmm. see like some of the different buildings that you can end up building. Um, so one other game. Uh, I don't have it on my list here, but I did download the Command and Conquer. It might be called Reloaded. I can't remember. So if you have Xbox Game Pass, uh, you have access to EA Play right now. Right. And this is on the EA Play. And it is the first Command and Conquer game, and it's the first Red Alert. And they've completely redone the assets. And what's really cool is it does like the Halo Master Chief collection where you can hit a button and kind of toggle between them. Right. So as you're as you are 
um, playing the game, if you hit the space bar, you can see that it goes to the very, very, very blocky look of these little army men. And then um, to then see the work that they put into it, you can tell that they actually, they really did a lot of the assets. And um, yeah, that's that's been pretty fun. But it also is like, it's cool. I don't know how long I'll spend with it. I've probably played an hour and beat probably seven levels because you can get through these levels in like minutes. Yeah. Um, but it's it's been fun, but it's very limited. Uh, so I mean, this this I don't know I don't know how old this game is. Probably over twenty years now, I would say. Because um, I think I was playing Tiberian Sun. That's like Tiberian Sun is one of my first chat room experiences I've ever had. Um, <laughs> just getting in the chat room of Command and Conquer Tiberian Sun and just talking to people and yeah. acting like a fool. Uh, yeah, that was probably that was probably my first uh, chat room experiences, and then uh, that I didn't I did not have a gaming PC, so the fact that my PC ran that was kind of bonkers, and I was running that over <laughs> like a fifty six k modem. Yeah. And then that was where I was learning about mods because I would jump into a map and it was like, oh, this is here's what's all this weird stuff in here. And it was like user built stuff. So I learned a lot from that game, like um, like what mods are and and I guess chat room etiquette and those kinds (laughs) of things. But it's really neat. It's cool that that stuff is available. Um, It does it hold up. It's very limited. Uh, I, I don't know if I'd recommend it. If you've got the nostalgia there, you would probably like it. But I think someone that's like, I want to check out what a RTS is. Don't start there because it's, it's really like you build an army and you send them. There's no leveling up. There's, there's real, it's very basic core mechanics of what you think of as an RTS. Right. And I would probably say, why don't you check out like Age of Empires or one of the mini sequels that Command and Conquer has released. But um, I think really this is made for people like me who just has that nostalgia for the good old days. But even I'm like, "Eh, you know, it was cool, but um, I don't know how much time I'll put into that. But besides that, that's really all I've been up to. Um, so we have some news articles here. Yeah, we're um, getting close to E3. So time. I think I think <laughs> our next our next podcast will probably be pretty E3 heavy because we typically like to record on a Wednesday and then publish on a Friday. And I think if we were to record Wednesday, that would be the final day of E3. Or, or what is I left we- of E3? Yeah, right. So a lot of stuff is leaking right now. I mean, I even I even threw a news article um, in our chat uh, just right before we started recording that, uh, and I'll just start there, that 2K is, um, it's rumored that they are working on a Borderlands spinoff, and they might have a Marvel XCOM up their sleeves. Ooh, so I've never played XCOM, but I loved playing Gears Tactics, mm-hmm. and I hear that um, if you like, if you really liked Gears Tactics, Gears Tactics, you should play XCOM Two and play the DLC because I've heard both of those bits are really good, and they're on everything. It's on you can play it on Switch, you can play it on, I think XCOM's even on iPad. Um, but yeah, I've heard. I've heard the first one's good, but that second one is is just way better. So, uh, a Marvel XCOM sounds interesting. Yeah, that sounds really smart. Actually, I I, I never would have thought of that. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't. What? So okay. Me and you both tried to play Borderlands Three, right? Yes. How how far did you get into that game? Uh, however far we got, uh, okay, it probably wasn't okay. more than three or four hours, right? It, it just seemed like it was a, it was kind of generic. Um, wasn't really doing much that we haven't already played, and yeah, Borderlands Two or all the other shooters that we've been playing. So I like the idea of a spinoff. Uh, did you ever play any of the 
it's not travel. Is it Traveler's Tales? Is that who did the the Borderlands, the story driven one? Uh, Telltale. Telltale. Thank you. Yeah. No, um, I did not. Uh, Tales from the Borderlands. Yes. Yeah, I did not. So there's already a you know considered a spinoff, but um, I I I think the universe is interesting enough. I just I don't know outside of just being a shooty shooter, what would I want out of that? Well, there's a universe, movie. So. There's a Borderlands movie coming out, right? Yeah, and it's got uh, it's got all kinds of people in it. Yeah, Kate Blanchett. Um, uh, Jack Black is playing Claptrap, right? Yeah, that sounds right. Yep, like a thing, <laughs> <laughs> like a thing they would do. That's yep. That that checks off a bingo card somewhere. And, you know, I even want to say it's got a. Uh, oh, I can't remember. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis, I think, is in it too. Um, oh, okay. it, I mean, they've already got all kinds of people that have been signed up for it. So, um, yeah, I don't have the whole cast and crew. You know what? Borderlands. Yeah, we have the power of the internet. Movie. Fact-checking destroys podcasts, by the way. Yeah, Jack Black <laughs> is... Uh, Eli Roth uh, okay. is who is set to direct it. That makes sense. And it's called The Borderlands. Of course it is. A feature film based on the popular video game set on the abandoned fictional planet of Pandora, where people search for a mysterious relic. Says it has Microsoft Kevin Hart. Bing. It has Kevin Hart in it. Oh my gosh! Did you just say you're using Microsoft Bing? Yeah. Uh, yes, I drink the Kool Aid. I am. Um, I've got. I'm collecting my my little Microsoft rewards points because I'm Google searching. No, I'm Microsoft Bing searching. Oh my. So. Oh, oh yeah, dude. Yeah, when you call, it plays the Microsoft little. No, it doesn't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Rich, name a video game movie that you enjoyed. Oh man, uh, you can't put me on the spot like that. Um, <laughs> I can't think of one. Yeah, I have no idea. Have you watched any Mortal Kombat? No. No, right, I need let's, to. Let's, I need to. Let's move on. Um, it is rumored. There's all kinds of rumors going around around right now, which is which is the case. Um, I'll let you choose. Do we want to talk about a Valve handheld, or do we want to talk about a Super Nintendo Switch Pro XL? Yeah, that that seems more likely. Okay. So, and I think it is more likely because of how their clever uh, wording that they used. Was that today or yesterday? I can't remember. So they're going to do a 45 minute um, like treehouse style. This is Nintendo. Sorry. Nintendo's yep. going to do like a 45 minute treehouse style. And then I think in the press release software is all in caps. I could be <laughs> wrong about that. <laughs> But they were like, the software yeah. of the Switch is going to be talked about in this. Uh, so if they wanted to get out before E3 to talk about this new like 4K uh, Switch, we would have to hear about that you know, at least by middle of next week, wouldn't you think? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And that, I'm, I'm assuming that's 4K for like TVs, not the screen. Yeah, I think uh, 4K on a screen that size That's not would be happen. no, no, yeah. and that would be that would be. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. That would kind of be, in a sense, revolutionary. And right. Nintendo is not really in a. They're not in that market. They're not yeah. trying to. They're not trying to do that. So, um, I mean, you're, you're the nicest looking iPad Pro screen is not 4K, right? Yeah. So I mean, you're you're just not going to get that, but that's fine. Like if it outputs to a TV at 4K, I think I've read that even the the screen itself would still be 720, but it would just be a better looking OLED. version of that. Yeah, it'd be an OLED. Yes, an OLED. Thank yeah. you, thank you. Uh, how, where's your interest in that, man? How many I, switches do you have? One. Uh, okay, it, I'm at a, I'm a two household switch. Right I now. I never dock it. I only play it handheld. And I haven't played anything on it since I was really into Stardew Valley. So uh, uh, there's not much for me there at the moment, personally. Right. Nothing first party that you're, you're 
really yearning for? Outside of a new Zelda? No. Were you a big fan of Breath of the Wild? Uh, I liked it. I mean, I liked it quite a bit. Yeah. It's a good yeah. game. Hmm. I, I would be interested in a Metroid Prime. I want to see, you know, they, they don't really do a whole lot of first-person shooters. So uh, I thought that first Metroid Prime was pretty good. I don't remember 2 and 3. I don't know if I really played them. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm... I think I'm interested. Uh, you are. But I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yes, of course I, 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 I am, and I would want it. Yeah. But, hey, I went several years without owning a Wii U, but most a lot people, of people didn't know did. what, Most of them didn't even know what that thing was. So. <laughs> what about a uh, a handheld from Valve? That Where's never the, happened. Okay. So that I'm... I'm kind of there with you, um, especially because if you look through the... So we'll have the Ars Technica um, article that we're talking about like in the show notes. But they're saying that it's going to run Linux. So out of the gate, you know, they had their Steam boxes. And it was... I think it was kind of based around Linux. And it just... That's just not taking off. Like, yes, there is a lot of software that you can play. But they're not getting those big names. They're not getting like, you're not going to play call of duty on Linux because there's just, it's too little of market share. I mean, if, if 3% of your audience is playing on that, do you, do you really feel the need to tailor to them or are you really focused on that 97%? Yeah. I, I guess I just don't understand what a steam handheld would do i mean xbox doesn't microsoft doesn't have a handheld sony doesn't really have one anymore um xbox solved their problem with cloud streaming i mean you can just play it on your phone like everybody's got a phone like you're not gonna beat nintendo at their own game when it comes to that stuff and half the games that are on steam i don't i you'd be streaming it anyway right like you'd be streaming it anyway just be a streaming device that would make sense but at, Which at Nvidia point, already why? has one out there, right? Right. And I think right. it's actually kind of popular. So maybe they're trying to get into that market. But I don't see why, unless they've got some sort of trick up their sleeve, and they're like, "This is the only way that we'll release Half Life Three is on this portable." Because I don't know. I, I don't know if, why it would be integrated in that or not. But hmm. um. Yeah, I I don't see that happening and if it did, I don't know how interested I would be in it because like you said, I can stream my Xbox, I can stream my gaming PC to I mean, I can stream it to my phone if I want to. I can do it to my laptop and I do that stuff and it works quite well. So yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I could I could there's not a streaming service that you can stream your Steam library, right? Other than, does the Steam Link do that? Is that what the Steam Link does? Yeah, the, okay. yeah, and okay. I mean the the um, there's an app now that you can stream your Steam library. Oh, well, see, why do they what do they need to do it for then? I don't know. That's a good question. Hmm. Weird. I mean, I guess they do have a hardware department. Um, yeah. So hmm. they're just probably looking for something else to try to release and see how they do. So. I mean, there's probably an audience that would want this. I mean, but I don't. I don't think I'm in that audience. You have you have money literally waiting to be lit on fire. You got to spend it on something. Yeah. So true. as much money as they make, R and D. So I've got a I've got a news article here that the Xbox and Bethesda event has been announced. Um, I mean, I guess that's obvious. I thought it was cool at the time, but now everything has been announced. Um, all the all the different companies that are are going to be holding a streaming event like those are out there the big site the big like gaming sites are putting those lists together so you can kind of visit any one of those and you can see like okay when is yep. Bethesda doing their event when's when's PlayStation doing an event so yeah i mean um, was it before this announced did we talk about this last week that um 
Starfield is going to be an Xbox exclusive? Yeah, we. Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Which I th- I thought that already, but I don't think I think it was like, um, are they going to start with Starfield? Like there were so many news articles that was getting blasted out, right? Where they're like the exclusive or not the games of this year, the Death Loop and uh, the other game that's coming out towards the end of the year. Like those will still they right. will be honored. Yeah. 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 With the contracts that are already set in place. But since there's not a contract yet for Starfield, like it would be Xbox exclusive. Um, so, yeah, I'm just really jazzed to see what that game's about. And I hope I hope that we get to see that at E3. Yeah. Oh, we we um, definitely will, because in this uh, in this image they have like on their website, there's a planet in the background and it's like the same mm. planet from the Starfield stuff. Yeah, mm, for sure. Okay. Okay. And then the last thing I have on here is um, Dragon Quest Twelve has been announced. Again, there's going to be all kinds of announcements. Um, I'm sure we will, like I said, on the next episode, I'm sure we'll try to cover as much as that. Or at least the things that are really interesting to us or uh-huh. what we think. You don't say. A, you don't say. Of all the announcements, me. you picked this one. I know, yeah. I think there's been like a dozen <laughs> things that have been confirmed. I'm just like, oh, there's a new Dragon Quest. That's kind of cool. <laughs> so uh, the reason I wanted to put this on here is because one, they had it's they had a 35th anniversary stream. They're re- they're completely redoing Dragon Quest three, and then Dragon Quest twelve has been announced. Uh, it's called the Flames of Fate, and the trailer kind of looks like a Souls game. They said that they're going in a different direction. Uh, for their battle system. What? Uh, the, I know. Because I played I played uh, Dragon Quest Eleven in 8-bit or 16-bit or whatever it was, you know? And it was the old, like, you're just staring at monsters and there's no animation. Like, you hit fight and it you might see frame a frame or two of, like, a little swipe. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And I was just loving that the whole time. I was eating that up, Rich. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. This is maybe going to be a little more adult. Mm. But mm. none of the other Dragon Quest games are like that. So, yeah, it seems like this is going to be a departure from what we are used to. So, are you excited? Oh, I, can, I can't wait. Yeah, you can't wait to hear me talk about this. I can't wait. We're gonna over the next. We're gonna uh, do a playthrough know. of that whole game. Oh gosh, <laughs> <laughs> that would be. You know, I wonder because we'll have to look on like Twitch to kind of see because because I do have uh I do have a couple games in mind, but I'm just curious if they would be fun to watch somebody play because one of them includes random battles. And so I think our goal is to like try not to do too much editing, but it might be like, I'm going to edit some of this crap out because I'm just grinding right now, you know, and I don't know if that's fun or not. If you order a hot tub, they'll watch anything. So I had this whole joke lined out (laughs) where there's some coincidence, Rich, that they announce a hot tub channel and then you start messaging me saying, yo, we need to get into this streaming stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Well, hey, you got anything else? No, man. That's that's all I've got. Okay. Same here. So, uh, hey, thank you all for listening. If you want to send us an email, you can email us at emails at bitpunch.tech you can follow us on twitter at bitpunch uh, our website is bitpunch.tech and i'm pretty sure rich has links to everything on that website so you can get to our newsletter yep you can get to our youtube yep get to our twitter yep regardless if you don't want to go there all of these links will be in the show notes uh for this episode oh and uh we have a newsletter you can find that at bitpunch.substack.com um the latest newsletter just went out earlier this week um and yeah those have been fun to put together those have been those have been really really good in my opinion and you've done 95 percent of the work oh thanks uh yeah thanks 
really good. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, those have been those have been fun to put together. And I would imagine that June would probably be a heavy the our June newsletter will probably be heavy E three. Yeah. Um so we'll see. And again, our YouTube is user slash bitpunch. So please give us a follow and kind of keep up with all of our shenanigans over there. We're right at an hour. Thank you, Rich. Thank you. And thanks, everyone, for listening. We will be back in a few weeks. See ya. Bye.